0: Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, although um, I'm, I don't want to continue talking about that issue with you guys down in Texas. I mean, this is just monumental disastrous failures, systemic failures on the part of a whole lot of people. Um, and it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. I feel like, uh, the check engine light is on and we're burning oil and Washington still has its foot on the gas hurtling down the interstate, uh, oblivious uh, to the problems. Um, we, we got systemic failures in institutions from the federal level down to the local level, uh, in law enforcement, intelligence, education, and the like, and no one seems to be saying, Hey, we, we can't get the small stuff, right? Um, so how can we get the big stuff, right? It's frustrating. Uh, and so a lot of people are taking matters into their own hands to get things right, to keep people safe, to improve their systems locally where they can. Uh, my wife on Wednesday after this happened was telling me there's this group she keeps pays attention to called Faster Saves Lives. The website is fastersaveslives.org. Uh, My wife has done three-gun training, um, and and she keeps up with the the gun groups that have done that, and they all just sing the praises of this organization. And Joe Eaton from the organization now joins me by phone. Joe, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good today, all things considered. Yeah, all things considered,
0: for sure. Um, So if you wouldn't mind, uh, tell folks about Faster Saves
1: Lives. Sure. The Faster Save Lives program is a uh, program ran by the Buckeye Firearms Foundation. We're a 501c3. This program came about as a direct result of the murders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. We were invited to a town hall about two weeks after those murders, and before we went, the board of directors sat down and said, this is absolutely ridiculous. Every time one of these events happens, nothing changes we go give our sound bites the people who want to restrict lawful ownership of firearms gives their sound bites but nothing changes so we made a commitment at that uh at that town hall meeting that we would offer free firearms general crisis emergency management tactical uh, trauma medical training to a group of 25 school staff that wanted to come here to ohio or from ohio and take the training and That was our plan at that point in time. Uh, We didn't know what we had gotten into because by the time we put on the first class of 25, we already had a waiting list of over 2,000 school staff waiting for the training. So we've not looked back. We've been running it for 10 years. To date, we've already trained over 3,000 school staff from almost 300 districts across 18 different states and more classes this year. And, of course, demand is increasing this week exponentially.
0: I bet so. So what exactly uh, do you do as part of the training?
1: The main thing we did is, and our foundation just acts as a liaison between uh, nationally recognized trainers and the school board. So, you know, I consider myself a good firearms trainer, but that's not good enough for our schools. We want them to have access to this nation's experts on this. And that's what we did. We sat down with the experts and said, you know, how do we save lives once the violence starts and they all had the exact same answer that time is all that matters when violence starts the only way you save lives is one you stop the killing as soon as possible by having somebody there that can effectively stop the killing and then secondly you stop the dying by having the medical tools and training in the buildings so that you're buying everybody these extra five ten minutes while you're waiting on the professionals to get there At that point, you have patients you can transfer off to the professionals instead of victims. And and that's what it's all about, is compressing that timeline, stopping the killing as soon as possible, because we see every event, every minute that you let the violence continue, on average you're going to see five to seven additional dead or injured. And this happens time and time again. So even a three-minute response time, such as we saw at Sandy Hook, it's too long we lost 20 babies that day and they had the first police officer in the parking lot in less than three minutes and it's fantastic job by those police officers but it's not good enough in this day and age
0: yeah it's not and it, i i get frustrated with this argument because i i try to explain to people as patiently as i can i, I understand advocates for gun control but we're not putting the genie back in the bottle and we've got a second amendment other nations don't have and so whether you support gun ownership or not uh, we we need to come up with other solutions uh, where we can find some common ground, and it just seems to me that we could find common ground on on architectural design of schools and, and entry points versus exit points, and also having trained people within the school to respond. And I'm always kind of flabbergasted by the number of people who don't like the idea of having anyone inside a school who's trained to deal with these situations.
1: No, and you're right. There are lots of things that schools can and should be doing ahead of time. This has got to be a multi-layered approach, just like we take with protecting our kids from fire in the schools. But the one thing I can say with 100% certainty, in every school that I've visited, in every school building in these United States, there is at least one person right now that if somebody comes into that school and starts murdering the staff and students, there's at least one person that's going to run to that gunfire and stand between somebody with a rifle and these kids, and give up their lives to buy these kids a few more minutes of life. As as, as a nation, a community, theres people are in every school. We owe it to find them and ask them, "What are you comfortable with? Do you like things the way they are? Do you want the medical training so you can help after severe violence, sports, weather, kitchen, bus, lab accidents, or?" Do you want access to the best tools and training so that you may have a chance of going home to your family at the end of the night? And, you know, let the teachers make the decision. This isn't for everyone, but we all know there are certain people who no matter what the policy says or what they've been trained to do, they're going to willingly stand between a murder and these kids, and we owe it to them to have a chance to survive that and live for the kids. If you're just
0: tuning in, I'm talking to Joe Eaton with uh, Faster Saves Lives. The website is fastersaveslives.org. They provide training for crises at school, particularly school shootings. Joe, one of the things my wife pointed out to me that she thought spoke very highly of the program is that this is not some half-day, one-day program. This is a, a multi-day program that really goes in-depth and spends time with people who might not necessarily be comfortable with the aspects of this to, to try to get them comfortable with it.
1: Exactly right. And it's beyond that. It's a multi-year program with with most schools. Uh, Our our level one program is uh, about 30 hours of uh, firearms, as I said, general crisis, emergency management training, you know, how to deal with large chaotic crowds, how to start directing people for medical aid, how to prepare for arrival of police. And all this is after they have effectively stopped the killing. And then a large part of it is the trauma medical training, because with these type of devastating injuries, you've got to immediately start medical aid at some point. So the first three days is our level one. Uh, After that, a lot of schools said, uh, we can't be done here. You know, schools are all about continuing education. So we came up with a level two program that they could come back to after they've completed their level one. And then schools still weren't done. So we came up with our level three programs where, We will actually go into the school districts. We will work with their local law enforcement, work with their local EMTs, work with the other staff inside the buildings that may not have the firearms or want the firearms to get them the medical training. And it's really neat when you see an entire community come together putting, you know, the safety of the kids in their schools first. It's awesome.
0: So now you guys are based in Ohio. Do do people have to go to Ohio for the training or do you guys come to them?
1: we, we run most of our classes here in Ohio. Uh, we started doing some out-of-state classes in Colorado in 2016. Uh, we've done some in Indiana, Utah, and Arizona since that time. And happenstance was we we're in talks of going to Texas next year before all of this happened. So we can go take the training anywhere there's demand from the schools and, of course, funding to, to uh, make it happen for the schools. And what we found is generally the break-even point, because a lot of schools, you know, they'll send three or five people out for the first uh, class kind of to see it out, you know, get a feel for it. And if you're at that, you know, three to five is generally more economical for the schools to travel here to Ohio for the training, because our nonprofit foundation does have grants available to cover the initial costs of the training for most schools. So really all they have to do is get here feed themselves and have their gear and we'll provide the training for their first five people at no charge once you get up above that then it's more economical for us to move the instructors out of state and but it's a lot lot more complicated at that point so now i got a one of my
0: affiliates is whio in dayton ohio where where are you guys in in relation to dayton
1: well (laughs) We're everywhere. Uh, Our uh, nonprofit is an all-volunteer charity. We uh, have a mailing address in uh, southeastern Ohio. I'm just south of Dayton, right between Dayton and Cincinnati. Our foundation president is up around Cleveland, so we do run the training at two places here in Ohio. We use the Tactical Defense Institute with Mr. John Benner uh, down east of Cincinnati, and then we use. Apex uh, Shooting and Tactics uh, up uh, near the Wadsworth in the northern part of the state. So we have two uh, facilities that we work with here in Ohio, and uh, that gives us options on both ends of the state.
0: Well, now note to my team who are listening to our conversation right now, I mean, Cincinnati isn't a far drive from Louisville either. So we could do the bourbon tour and, and also go check out the training fellows who are listening right now. And my tightwad producer who doesn't like to spend money on anything that, I mean, I, I'm just just thinking strategically for myself here, Joe. Now, um, more, more importantly. Um, how can people, if they want to help you guys, uh, what, what can people do to sting you? mentioned you're a nonprofit. Um, and I, I, if you guys very generously do this training for so many people every year, um, if people want to be able to expand your abilities to do this, what can they do to help you guys?
1: Uh, certainly we are a nonprofit charity, so they can always check to see if any donations, uh, are tax deductible for them. There's a link on our website at fastersaveslives.org where they can donate directly on the website. You know, they can also uh, mail in any donations. They want to come up for our annual Buckeye uh, Bash that we have every year. It's a fundraising dinner we do uh, in the uh, springtime each year. So, you know, more importantly, get out and talk to your local schools and ask them the hard questions. You know, what is your plan? The only way that you end up with two dozen kids dead and injured is when your only plan was to wait on to outside help and that is negligent anymore the schools are responsible and have custody of these kids they've got to do everything they can to keep them safe and when i started this 10 years ago it really aggravated me because violence then and it's gotten better was the only emergency schools were happy to say i'm going to defer to somebody else and you know i tell them i'm like that's ridiculous if a kid falls in a pool you don't simply dial 911 and stand there and wait for the professionals to show up. You jump in the pool, you pull the kid out, you trained every one of your staff in CPR, and you save the kid's life then, not waiting for the ambulance cuz they're coming but they're not going to be there in time, and that's what schools are realizing and parents and communities need to ask those questions. What are our plans? You know, how quickly do we have the medical tools and training inside the school skills, you know, schools one minute is too long with a severe arterial bleed. You cannot delay the medical and you cannot allow the killing to continue even one minute longer.
0: That's so well said. Joe, listen, uh, first of all, thanks for reaching out uh, this morning. Uh, I had intended to reach out when I got back from vacation, so I'm glad you reached out and we were able to get you on today. Uh, And I know my wife is trying to get your program in front of some folks for our kids' school and uh, see if they can either get up to y'all or y'all down to us because uh, of just, I mean, every, everybody needs to realize that, as you said, the school's trained for every crisis to take care of it without waiting for 911 to show up except for this one, and, and they need to rethink that. I, I can't thank you enough for what you guys are doing.
1: Uh, like I said, the teachers are what make it all worthwhile. Their love and dedication for the uh, for the kids that are under their care are amazing, we just need to get those in charge and the politicians to focus the priority and the money in the right places.
0: Amen to that. Joe, thanks very much. Have a great weekend. Uh Joe Eaton from Faster Saves Lives, the website again, fastersaveslives.org. lives.org. If you guys uh want that link and, and you want the links for the stuff I've been talking about this morning, um, if you text the word data to the number three three seven 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 uh, I will send you back the link to Faster Saves Lives and also my substack from this morning with all the updated information on the shooting. But Faster Saves Lives, as as Joe said, you know, schools really do. If if there's an injury at the school, if there's a fire at the school, if there's a fight on the playground at the school, if somebody gets hurt at the school, uh, even if there's a sexual assault at the school, schools are taught and they train and, and they work on these. But if there's a... Shooting at the school, they say call 911, and they don't do anything until 911 shows up. And we've got to change that. We're, we're not going to get guns out of our society, but we can reprogram the way we handle these situations. And Faster Saves Lives is doing that. Uh, my wife, I got to thank her enough. She, she, she put this in front of me and said every gun group that she has belonged to or knows about says this is the gold standard program of the country. Um, so kudos to them as well. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, More importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, You can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next you could even save for retirement with traditional roth and sep iras they have so many options if you're into crypto you can also explore crypto they've got 30 available coins bitcoin ethereum cardano solana dogecoin and so much more but more importantly they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool their robo advisor it takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it, and I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon. Make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SoFi.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FIN. Recipic. Hi there, it's Eric Erickson here. You know, if you sign up for my email uh, list, my Substack, if you text data to 33777, you can sign up for free. You can pay seven bucks a month and get all the detailed deep dives into stuff and, and the show prep. But one of the things you can do as well is, you know, I'm only live for three hours, Monday through Friday. And sometimes the stories change. And when they do, I like to send out an email and say, Hey, I talked about this on the radio. There are new facts, new information. Uh, and I want to bring you an update on the story. And, and so you can get it then and there. Uh, but to do that, you got to be a subscriber. So if you text data to 33777, the bottom link, I'm going to send you the link to Faster Saves Lives and also to my email today with all of the sources for all the stuff I've talked about, uh, about the, the the changing circumstances in Texas. You can also subscribe to the email. It's it's worth it. Even if you don't want the paid subscription, you get enough free content. Uh, it keeps you being the most informed member of your circle of friends, but that uh, the, the membership that the paid seven bucks a month um, or 70 bucks if you wanna pay for the whole year, give you a discount on it. Um, you get the show prep email, and that has all of the links to all of the stories I'm talking about during the show and then some. There's a lot of stuff I can't get to. You know, Rush Limbaugh used to talk about a stack of stuff and all the stuff he didn't get to. I was like, how can you not in three hours? Now I do the same thing. I've got so many things I want to talk about that I can't talk about because I don't have enough time. I I, I need a six-hour show, which I used to have, and it was thoroughly exhausting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm much more pleased having a three-hour show than a six-hour show. But you can subscribe by texting DATA to 33777. You, you should. You can give away gift subscriptions if you want. Um, we got a lot of other stuff to talk about. I want to pause, though, when we come back and, and just talk generally about ancillary issues to all of this stuff. I, I need a middle break from it all. I'm sure you all do, too. Um, and, and I'm going to just so, you know, next week is Memorial day, Monday's Memorial day. And then Friday is my birthday next week. So I'm going to, going to skip town for a week. I didn't time it, uh, around this. Obviously we, we've been planning this vacation for a couple of months, but I'm really glad it's coming when it's coming. Cause after dealing with this week with the election, Monday, Tuesday, and and then all of this, uh, it is, it's just, it, I hey, I'm more mindful of how exhausting uh, this can be. I, don't get me wrong. I love my, I genuinely love my job. I love being here with y'all. I sometimes feel bad for my family because I feel like sometimes I neglect them for you guys. Um, they get it though. Um, they they get nice beach trips among other things, but um, it can be exhausting sometimes. I have not, I've been off air um here and there since Christmas but every time I've been off it's it's a kid's been sick I've had to go to the doctor for myself I've had to take somebody on a college trip I I have not had a day off uh this program since Christmas to just do nothing and I want to do nothing I want to sleep late and fish and hit golf balls uh have bourbon and cigars in the middle of the week And uh, sit in a hot tub at 3 a.m. and watch shooting stars, which is what I love to do at the beach, by the way. That's my favorite thing to do. I take my camera out late at night, take pictures of the Milky Way, and I sit in a hot tub all by myself with a glass of bourbon and watch shooting stars all night. uh, And then sleep late. It's glorious. I intend to do it. But when we come back, I have much more to talk about with you. Lots of headlines still to go through, including economic headlines, but a little perspective when we come back. Hello, it is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877 973 7425 if you want to be on the program. Uh, I, I just, if you don't mind, well, you can't stop me. It's my microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that that actually triggers some people when I say it. I, I meet it in jest, and people are like, I'm so arrogant. Um, Let let me just talk to you for a minute. I miss Rush Limbaugh, and and not in the way that um, you guys may expect. I, I know a lot of people do. When he was alive and there were stories like this, I could always pick his brain. Um, he, he never hesitated to give advice. I was always surprised by he sometimes commented how few people he did um, ask him about stuff like this just just and look I, I've got a I got a, a wonderful team around me. Um, my director of programming Charlie who you talk to when you answer the phones um, has this just innate sense of about talk radio, I, it it really is uncanny for a guy who who himself does not want to be on the microphone. He just has this this brilliant sense of uh, when it's time to move on from a topic, when you should linger on a topic, when you should approach a topic differently. Uh, he's always great for input, and and half the time he offers ideas. I'm like, doggone it! Why didn't I think of that? And I get mad at myself. Um, and he's he's I've been really blessed uh, with with him and with Philip. Around me, who uh, the, the two of them together have just just serve as. Uh, good people to both decompress with um, on days like this after dealing with stories like this and also to bounce ideas off of. And, and Charlie, since I tell people at my flagship station all the time, um, if if they just listen to him, half the things they, they do that they realize they shouldn't have done uh, would never have happened because he just has this uncanny sense of what's good, what's not, how it should be done, how you should do it, how you should follow through with it, and, and what's a bad idea. And I, I can't tell you the number of times. It's also very uncanny. He goes to these meetings and he says nothing and makes everyone very intimidated. Says absolutely nothing. But you ask him for his opinion, he's going to give it. And uh, he has outlasted all the people who refuse to take his opinion on stuff. Because he just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by, sometimes by his ability. But, and then there was Rush Limbaugh. Um, and on days like this, or I, I had a very good relationship with him. He got me into radio. And I could just, I could email him. You rarely, rarely, there are very few times I can count on both hands, uh, maybe even one hand, the number of times we actually talked on the phone because of his cochlear implant. And I I could just turn to him and say, "How, how, how should I approach this? What do you think I should do? And sometimes we would disagree because, I mean, we weren't the same people and we approach things differently. You know, I sometimes get these emails from people. You're not, I got one e- yesterday from someone telling me I'm a rhino and you're no Rush Limbaugh. Thank you. Uh, actually, one of the greatest compliments you can give me is to tell me I'm not him because I'm not. Uh, and I, I think the secret to successful talk radio, frankly, is to not be him. Uh, he gave me license to not be him. And frankly, I think I improved in radio by being myself as opposed to doing a bad impression of him. Uh, I, I told him one time, years several years ago, uh, that I I never wanted a nationally syndicated show while he was around because I would at least like a shot at being number one, and there was no way I'd ever be as good as him. And he told me, "You'll never be as good as me, even when I'm dead." So stop trying and be yourself. If you want to be good, be yourself. It's always good for advice. And I, I've mentioned this before. You know, one of the hard parts of any job is there's always the person you can you can turn to. As you're getting into your career and you're growing in your career and you can say, what should I do? What do you think? Did I do a good job today? How did I screw up? And there's someone there who can be honest with you, no BS. You know, there are always people, particularly, you know, in the entertainment business, radio and television, people are notorious for propping you up, fluffing you up, uh, patting you on the head, telling you you're awesome until the moment they cancel you. Uh it, it really is just one of the most backstabby businesses. I try to be as as totally transparent and honest with people as possible, and in being totally transparent and honest with people, I sometimes get people in this industry who think I'm telling them what they want to hear or or no, I'm like, no, really. I'm I genuinely want you to know. I genuinely want to tell you what's going on. I'm, I I have no ulterior motive. I believe in transparency here, and very few people in this industry do. But you always have that person you can rely on to, to say you are you screwed up or you're doing good or here's what I would do if I were you. And they don't want money. Uh, that they, they don't want a seat on your plane. They don't want to come to your beach house. That They're just there, your real friend. And Rush was that for me. And I thought about this, gosh, getting on air on, on Wednesday. How do I balance this out? We had a huge election night. And we also had a school shooting. What do I do? How do I go? Uh, what do I what do I talk about and And it was one of those moments where, without even thinking, I fired up an email r h t at and then realized no one is going to answer that email. And you get to those moments and you realize, that uh there's no one left to turn to that you are now the person everybody else turns to and you're the person people turn to and say and, and they're asking you what you're trying to ask that guy who's no longer there how would you approach this what would you do what, what, what do you think how do you say it will you listen to this and, and see if you think i did okay and i try to be that person and to some degree i guess i'm too accessible the i've i've got some very good friends who i will will stop anything to uh, drop anything to to give them advice it's just it's one of those weird things in life you know where you you realize you've hit a point where now you're the guy other people are looking to and the guy you've always looked to he's no longer around you're you're in his place and and you're not even half the man that person was you stand on his shoulder still uh it's just it was one of those things this week this has been a wild and crazy week i'm really glad i'm taking a vacation next week um i there's there's really no reason for me to continue this conversation it's just one of those things uh it's been a it's been a very very busy crazy week now let me transition to while i'm just riffing on topics and and not really giving you the news that i probably should let me talk about something else here i got an email from someone a little while ago he said he wished he would stop i would stop talking about jesus and just talk about morality because some people don't believe in the imaginary sky god I, i i i believe in a god in particular that god because where do you get morality from otherwise the mob regardless of how you see it whether you 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 have a relationship with with God, or or you just consider yourself a moral person. Where your morals come from is is pretty important. How are they shaped? Where do they come from? But there's there's something else here too that's that's tied into this, and it's how do you see men? How do you see men? It has gone remarked by some, myself included, that. One of the things we're seeing with the transgender movement in this country, for example, in many cases is it is lesbian couples who now have kids who are pushing their sons to become girls. And we're not supposed to talk about that. It sounds homophobic, even though the data is there. They don't want you to talk about it. But then there's something else as well. The the rest of the world around us and how you treat young men. Uh, Fathers matter greatly. Now let's let's to to the guy who says stop talking about Jesus. Okay, but you know the the, the whether whether you are a believer or not, uh, the Old Testament of the of the Bible is largely embraced by Muslims, Jews, and Christians. Uh, and one of the most compelling stories at the beginning of that book after the the fall and the creation of sin is, is the path towards redemption, and it's the story of Noah. And Noah found favor in God's eyes, and Noah had three sons. Noah's three sons were married, and Noah's three sons did not find favor in God's eyes, nor did Noah's wife. But they were allowed to survive and to take passage on the ark because Noah found favor in God's eyes. They lived because their father was a righteous man. They populated the earth after the flood. They only were able to do so because they had a father who was righteous. And you know what? We're going to be coming up to Father's Day in a couple of weeks. I might as well talk about this now. It, it, it ties into this story. There are so many young men in this country who need father figures, and too often we hear stories of young men who think they find father figures who are otherwise abusive in some way, or their real dads are abusive in some way. And if there's a crisis in this country, it's the one that our entire society at this point really is not designed to talk about. In fact, if anything, we've designed it to be hostile to talking about the fact that dads matter. If you see commercials, the dad is usually the butt of the joke in the commercial. The dad is the the absent, aloof guy. The dad's the guy you laugh at. The dad is the punchline. And yet, But for the dad, humanity would not exist because Noah's sons and wives were allowed on the ark because of Noah's righteousness. He found favor with God, not them. And think about all the young men in this country who could use a father figure and all the institutions that could be propped up to help them that have been co-opted by other agendas, whether it's the Boy Scouts or even some of the church other outside groups where young men could find father figures uh, in the absence of fathers, but also why aren't the fathers there? Some are in jail and probably shouldn't be. Some have no relationship with their kids. We have disconnected the sexual act from the act of, of creating children Uh, What was about procreation is now about uh, the pleasure of the people involved as opposed to the product of creation. And our society continues to crumble and collapse because of it. It, And it's something that you're not supposed to talk about. It's not the entertaining thing to talk about. It's, it's, It's not the smart thing to talk about. It's the uncomfortable thing to talk about. But here in Texas is yet again another young man with father who is not in his life, who has serious issues. And this tends to be a recurring pattern. The mental health of these young people who are bullied by their peers and have no father on which to rely. And this kid's mom was a drug addict who had a live-in boyfriend. The father apparently was around but not active in his life. And we find this pattern again and again and again. It's such a recurring pattern. Maybe perhaps it's something that we should be mindful of instead of just dismissing it and focusing on the gun. The gun's the easy thing. The gun is the easy thing. And society wants easy fixes. So let's get rid of the guns. But you can't get rid of the guns. We have a second amendment. We've got more guns in this country than we have people. And if all the law-abiding citizens handed in their guns, well, the criminals still wouldn't. This isn't an easy fix. It's not an easy answer. But the answer is dads matter. Dads have to matter. And we, as a society, need to reprioritize father figures in people's lives. Uh, we get so focused on moms. You, you know, in, in in Genesis three, um, God tells Eve that her desire will be for her husband. You know, that's actually misstated. Uh, if you look at the actual Hebrew that that's actually written there, if you if you understand what the words actually mean, it means that the desire will be to control. The husband, not that her desire will be for her husband. The desire will be to dominate her husband. And if anything, we see that, frankly, playing out in society. We are more apt to pay attention to feminism, feminist, and, and the role of women in society these days. And and in doing so, we have overcorrected to some degree. we swung the pendulum too far away from equality to an obsession. Uh, and it's an obsession that has now downgraded, ridiculed, mocked, and turned dads into the butt of jokes when dads are as necessary as moms. And I do wonder if this monster in Texas, now dead, had a more active, loving father in his life and a stable relationship with his father, how would the situation have been different? Dads matter. And you need to remind yourself of that if you're a father, if you're a wife, if you're a woman who You know your baby's daddy, and he's not active in the kid's life. He needs to be active in the kid's life if he can be. And also on public policymakers, we've thrown a lot of men in jail for a lot of things uh, for a very long time without any rehabilitation. And, you know, God bless Donald Trump for his first step act of trying to get a lot of young black men in particular out of prison for minor crimes where they can go back to their families and rebuild lives. Dads matter so much. We should prioritize the restoration of men in this country uh, and not make masculinity something to be ashamed of, but should harness it in such a way that it's not toxic, but that it is the tonic for society these days. And then, of course, you got to worry about your retirement on top of everything else. Uh, and, you know, Gold Co., my friends there, they may be able to help you with that. They do precious metals, uh, silver and gold. And one thing that I would like about them, I didn't realize, you know, for so long I didn't. Uh, want to partner with the Precious Metal Company. It's kind of a, a punchline in talk radio that that's, you're, you're going to have a, a gold company do ads. And I, I never wanted to be that, particularly when I didn't believe in it. And I didn't believe in it because our economic situation has been so good for so long that your portfolio was outpacing. Precious metals. And now it's not. We're back to the Carter era. And in the Carter era, precious metals were a good way for people to bring some stability to their portfolios. And and so that's why I'm like, it, it's time. We got to reconsider things we haven't had to consider in a while. And precious metals are one of them. And I started looking for companies I thought were responsible and, and respectable. And I found GoldCo. And Gold Co. wants to work with you. You can call them at 855-904-5933 and get a free wealth protection kit from them to learn how to use precious metals to protect and grow your money. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings and many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. Call my friends at Gold Co. See how you qualify for their offer. See if they're a good fit for you. They may not be, but I suspect, given the volatile economic times we're in right now, they just might be, and they want to work with you. Uh, Their phone number is 855-904-5933, or you can call them by texting ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, and I will send you back that toll-free number you can at least get the free wealth protection kit from them but you may find out they're a worthy partner for you text eric e r i c k to 33777 this hour of the program brought to you by first liberty building and loan wherever you are nationwide if you want your business to grow reach out to them see if they can help you firstlibertyga.com we're talking large loans if you want to be a big deal uh firstlibertyga.com um can I say something real quick that 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 is going to be cruel to some of you? Um, it's going to make some of you mad. Good riddance. Uh, I the number of emails and direct messages I've gotten from people say I will never vote for Brian Kemp. Good, don't um, leave the party. Uh, I had somebody write and says, I'm never voting for Kemp. You better hope I turn out for down ballot races. Nope. Don't want you to turn out for down ballot races either. I want you to go away. If, if, if you're not smart enough, bright enough to, to vote for Brian Kemp, you're, you're a dumb person who doesn't need to be voted anyway. Uh the the fact that and I don't mean this to Democrats, I mean this to the people who think there are two thousand mules in a FEMA camp. Um, if you're not gonna vote for Brian Kemp because you think the election was stolen and he didn't do anything about it, go good riddance. Uh you know, the Cobb County Republican Party, that's suburban Atlanta, they censured Brian Kemp and he won that county with over eighty percent of the vote. Why? Because the county party people are idiots and the voters are smart. Uh these people need to be ashamed of themselves and censured themselves. There's absolutely no reason for this nonsense. they Crazies drive good people out of the party. They think they're the majority because they're the loudest screamers and they're the fringe minority. And Kemp is winning in all the polling right now without them. He doesn't need them. And if they are gone away and he wins, they'll realize how irrelevant they are. And they are irrelevant. So good riddance.